All right, what's going on? This is Chad with the Chad Show, the only show that pays is it homage. That is one of the words to people by the name of Chad. I'm sitting here with one of uh, my good friends, one of my top ten friends. Top ten friends, man. I got to say, you're, you're top ten to me, brother. Derek Dodd, who I've known for damn, I don't know, fifteen years. Yeah, probably, probably about that. Fifteen, yeah, sixteen it's gotta years. Be. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw you. Um, I'll never forget it, brother. <laughs> I actually took a picture. I got a frame in my house. You were out outside, I think, Books a Million. Mm-hmm. And looking all metal. Uh, you, I thought you were like in your late 30s, dude. I had no idea you were like 17 at the time. But uh, I think I gave you a flyer. You did. Yeah. But like I was, I wanted to talk to you because you had like a metal shirt on, probably like Cannibal Corpse or something. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, it was like back then before... Uh, you had venues and people to meet up. Like if you saw a kid with another shirt, you know that's how you know who to hang out with. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that was all. I mean, that was the only way to really network and market back then. Now, you if know. you see somebody wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt, they have no idea who the band is. It just look cool, and they got it from Hot Topic. Yeah, dude, it's probably like one of the Kardashians, man. Yeah, no, dude, they, they had been. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's like what that. I'm saying. I mean, you never know these days. It's not like it's not like a badge of honor like it used to be, man. Because you used to have to to get a hold of one of those shirts, man. You either had to fucking go to the show, huh. or I mean, this was before Hot Topic. Like, yeah. you didn't even have a Hot Topic or anything. Yeah. So, like, the only way to get a hold of those, you went to the show. Yeah, you went to the show, or you saved up an order from some obscure yeah. thing online that you know was all all the websites back then were just like real shitty, mm-hmm. just a small shitty picture of the shirt, or you know? like the back of a fucking metal magazine mm-hmm. that you found at Books a Million, and you mail it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I remember I saw you out front of the Books a Million. Uh, you handed me the flyer, and then I saw you again inside. You were flyering all yeah. the inside. The like magazines. The, all of the magazines. They yeah. threatened to sue us because yeah. of that. That's fucking crazy. They got a hold of us because it was at the college. It was a show at the college campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, they called the college and then got in touch with us. And then, um, yeah, threatened to sue us that's for putting silly. those magazines. I figured, like, hey, that's the best spot to put one. And then people, maybe I'll fake, uh, like, the whole fake it till you make it thing. Mm-hmm. Someone will pick up the new metal magazine. Like, Damn, they got a local show flyer in <laughs> the metal magazine? <laughs> but it seems that was like nothing but thoughts. a win for them, honestly. Mm-hmm. What was your initial thoughts on me? Uh, I mean, you know, coming from the metal background, dude, my my initial thoughts were like, oh, that's one of those fucking punk guys, you know? It was like, because there was still that division back then, you know, like everybody kind of clicked up in whatever group Mm. they listened to and... uh, Or whatever group that their friends listened to, that kind of music. And I mean, but, you know, I was still young enough to where it didn't really matter too much, I guess. I mean, now the very first time we ever like hung out in mm. a group of people was at uh, players' fucking pool hall, uh-huh. and that was with Josh Camp and yeah. Matt was there, and that was that shit where you uh, you fucking picked up a flaming hot fucking quarter with your lips. Oh, dude! <laughs> I got bet like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. so I got uh, this guy named Chisholm uh, put a oh, quarter Chisholm. on uh, a tabletop yep. and left the edge off and he got it red hot. Mm-hmm. And then I picked it up and it, and it stuck. It went like a steak on a skillet dude, uh-huh. to the top of my lip and I had to rip it off and it had skin on it. I saw him like three years ago in Athens and he has that quarter in his pocket. That's like his go-to story. He tells people, he pulls a quarter out. So you never guess what that is. And literally there's like, a, it looks like a little piece of lip, but it's like all <laughs> black and crusty, dude. Uh, That's the kind of, you know what's weird is I used to do all that shit. Like I would do like crazy, spontaneous mm-hmm. shit to make, you know, just, just be a little change. badass, yeah. you know. And uh, when Alan moved to town, because he would go over the top, I just quit, dude. I was like, yeah, I can't, I ain't no way I'm doing that kind of shit. Well, I mean, he would take, I mean, he'd let motherfuckers, like, puke in his mouth and, like, beat him with a fucking belt and shit. Like, like, I mean, it worked. He got notoriety for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, no, I wasn't, by that point in time, dude, I wasn't trying to have nobody beat me with a belt, you know? So we went from, uh... Kind of just meeting each other mm-hmm. to eventually our bands playing together. Yeah. And then from that, it went to my band kind of broke up, but we had like a pretty good local following. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, getting uh, Delicious Dan in the band. And then eventually you and Matt came in the band. So we were still maintaining kind of the punk thing. And then slowly you guys just started taking over. It got metal. And then it got extreme metal. Then it got to where like I was just out the band. <laughs> you know? Well, you, to be fair, dude, you did like kind of recruit three dudes who listen to nothing but extreme metal yeah and 
at that point in time, you know, the music we were playing whenever, because, I mean, it was already weird. My band was called Ashes of Faith. Your yeah. band was called Ashes of October. Ashes of Faith broke up. Then we just moved into Ashes of October. Uh-huh. And then we started playing Ashes of Faith songs. And it just kind of morphed into Ashes. Yeah, because it went from yeah. me like being the primary <clears throat> vocalist to like sitting out half the set yeah. to sitting out the entire set, dude. Well, you started, you, you to be fair, you <laughs> wouldn't learn the songs either, dude, because I would write all the lyrics and they'd be like three pages worth of lyrics. Uh-huh. I mean, I can't say I blame you, but, yeah. you know. And it was always some like uh, magical, <laughs> mystical, fucking lyrical shit. Yeah, man, what you want, man? I was a fucking, I was a geeky metalhead, <laughs> yeah. but that was like when the Lord of the Rings was coming yeah, out. Yeah, oh, y'all were all about that <laughs> yeah, shit. I could, I could not write about it, you know. Dude, y'all were all about it. But then, so, but we had some like really cool stories with our band Autumn Aria. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite one is. Uh, well, I got a couple, but the first one I want to talk about is I booked us a show, a metal show. We were like headlining the metal fest. The guy had like guaranteed us 500 bucks mm-hmm. and we had to drive to Johnson City, Tennessee. It was like our first time like going out, right? Yep. And uh, I had a friend from Dothan that came up in his van and uh, we got a U-Haul trailer and we took off and dude, we went through a fucking blizzard, bro. Yeah. And it was like hot. It was like hot in Georgia, and then we got up to Tennessee, and out of nowhere, it was a fucking blizzard. It was a fucking blizzard, bro. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think you were driving, yeah. and we were just like sliding off the road, and then like on one side is like 10 feet off the road, it's like a 100-foot drop, Mm -hmm. you know? And dude, my asshole was in my throat, bro. I was so fucking... The whole time I was on pins and needles, because I'm real... I I got in a wreck with Johnny Boy, where like literally I almost went off a cliff. I opened my door, and there was a big drop. I was like, holy my... Dude... Craziest thing, so I'm like super paranoid and driving now. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember you freaking out. And I was like, when I was driving, I had nothing but 100% complete confidence. I was like, man, I yeah. got this shit all day. I was like, just calm down, bro. And it was <laughs> sliding across yeah, the street, yeah. back and forth. And I mean, you know them tires were bald as fuck, dude. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> we went in a shitty-ass van for yeah. sure. So we get to the uh, Bristol, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We get there. We get to the venue, and there's like eight bands on the bill. Ain't a single. There's one dude, the bartender. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck's going on? So we go to him. He's like, oh, yeah, man. We uh, show got canceled, bro. We lost our liquor license last yeah. week. Terrible. And we're like, what? And so I called the promoter, and he's like, yeah, man, it's all good. I'm going to make it right, bro. I'm going to make it right. You know, I forgot to call you guys. I'm on the way down there. Well, he wasn't on the way down there. We waited for several hours, and he stopped answering our calls. We played a show to one so, person. Like, yeah, because we're like, once we knew he was going to pay us, I like, say, okay, well, we're going to fulfill our end of the contract. We're going to play the show. So we rocked out the entire set, waited for a few hours. He didn't pay us. And I think we were just went to the guy and said, you're going to give me like what you got in that register, bro. Yeah. And I think it was like a hundred bucks. So then we like took some microphones, a fog machine, but <laughs> not not five hundred dollars worth of shit. No, we made so, out, we made out with a little bit, but yeah. it was, you know that was just to satisfy us. So uh-huh. we felt like we walked away with something. Yeah. You know? And back then, most of us were all about just playing. We wanted to play. We didn't care about money. A lot of times, we invest our own money to go out and play. Yeah. But Dan was seeing dollar signs. Always. So he got fucking pissed, bro. Mm-hmm. He was so fucking salty. Just talk shit the whole trip. And I remember we got like above Atlanta and that van's transmission went out, bro. Straight out, dude. Straight like, out. Just stop fucking going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we're straight on the side of the road. And I think I got on top of the U-Haul and started doing the robot. Mm-hmm. Like, was we like at a major intersection <laughs> trying to get someone's attention? Yeah, you were trying to get someone's attention. And then we were trying to like sell merch oh, yeah. at the same time. The old, the old fucking dance to sell merch. Yeah. <laughs> the, old, the old Chad Shepard's going to figure out how to make it all right, you know? Because I was like, dude, we're broke down. I was like, think of the positive. We got this busy intersection and we got a bunch of merch. I think I sold nothing, dude. No, I mean, to ask somebody to pull over on the side of the highway and buy a fucking t-shirt from a band they've never seen before yeah. based off of a dude dancing on top of a U-Haul is not the best fucking business idea that I've ever heard. No. You know? But we had, uh, we had some friends come and get us. I remember Dan was like, I'm just going to get a fucking cab, man. And I was like, bro, I think a cab's going to be like 500 bucks on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he changed his mind on that. So we waited. They came and got us. It took a couple hours. Uh-huh. And then in an we, Astro van. Yep. Which and was then, like half the size of the van that we were in. And we had to pile in that mug. Man. Was that the last show I played with y'all? No, I don't think it was the last show. Uh, Did, like, honestly, was there ever a band meeting about we got to get rid of this dude? 
Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, it's. It, I was pretty wild back then. Yeah, too. And, and not to mention, like you know, some like you would take a lot of the like band funds and stuff, and just like unilaterally go and buy merch and stuff that yeah. we didn't really even want to get. Yeah, you know, like, I was all yeah. about like trying to go like. I wanted to have all the merch because mm-hmm. I had this big idea that we were so great that people are going to just buy it. Yeah, and it, what it turned into is spending all the money on merch and then selling a T-shirt, and we're we six hundred dollars of a band fund exactly, and all we got is these shirts behind us that I end up just wearing on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? Super familiar. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've always had. I always got these big grand yeah. ideas. Yeah, no, I and I always it comes from a good place. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think any of us were ever like really like, you know, salty about it. Yeah. But we, I mean, we were all trying to like do something yeah. at least, you know, like m- make it in the best way that we thought how, yeah. and like you know, spending our our whole nut on like whole you know, nut, on t shirts that you know weren't going to sell. Didn't really seem like the best. Yeah, move, so. and not only then back then I was really a loose cannon. Yeah. Like I mean, then. you never did anything with us, though. You always mm. maintained like composure with us. Yeah. It wasn't until I got into your bands yes. that I started seeing like the more wild side. Because, you know I mean? <laughs> well, the thing is, I was I was like really aggressive back then, mm-hmm. but I was surrounded by all you guys, and you guys were like kind of calm and collected. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really respected y'all, and I really wanted to be in the band because y'all were the best musicians I've ever played with. Mm-hmm. So like, I had to maintain, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I mean, we recognize that, but it was, it, you know, it was really more of a, a business decision at that time. And, you know, we were definitely looking to move in that more like kind of death metal uh, mm-hmm. sort of arena. And that just wasn't really what you were really all about. You know, you wanted us to still kind of do like the punk stuff. Yeah, I wanted to so, be metal with punk driven yeah, elements. And we were all just moving away from that. So it was, yeah, we. I mean, we had to talk about it, but it wasn't like we were like, Dude, I, think I hate that motherfucker. We got to get him out of here. There's one song that we wrote that I felt like if we could have stayed in that direction, we could have really done something because I thought it was so unique and it was like the end of the world song. Yeah, it was a good song. I thought because it had like all those, it had a little bit of punk, just mm-hmm. enough of punk to get punk fans, metal, and they had some like, you know, some other elements in there. But uh, dude, yeah, I was disappointed when all that happened. I mean, but then I started sucks. playing in a punk band, and a month later we were doing. Sh- I was with somebody who do shows every weekend. Yeah, I didn't have Dan. Do you remember the time we uh, we did the Bradley Theater show? Oh, I, how could I forget? <laughs> Talk about that a little bit. Right, this so, to kind of give you an idea of like some of the crazy shit that my ideas. So, all right, if if anybody's familiar with with death metal musicians, man, everybody's overly serious all the time. Everybody kind of takes themselves a little too seriously. And we were always trying to maintain that that image at that time. Yeah. That, that was kind of what was expected. You know yeah. what I mean? Evil. Uh, yeah, you got to be evil. You got to be super cool. I hate yeah, God. I hate, I hate God and I hate all of you. And yeah. I just want to watch, you know. I mean, so we had a show booked and Chad definitely never had that aesthetic in mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we, but he was the... Essentially, you were the band leader. Yeah, yeah. You for sure. Booked, you booked all the shows. I kept all the social media. Yeah, you stuff. did all the social media. You were the one that was like out there, you know, hitting the streets and yeah. doing all the shit that we weren't doing. Mm. You know, so we went along with whatever it was that you were doing. Well, we get to the fucking show this day, and you're like, "Bro, <laughs> let me tell you what I got scheduled this day, man. <laughs> bro. I got all right. So I'm gonna get us introduced." By an Elvis impersonator, okay? And the Elvis impersonator is going to bring out a midget, right? And then the midget is going to stay on stage and dance with two strippers that I know. And these two strippers are going to be on poles. And I'm going to bring out this six and a half foot tall dude to breathe fire and spit blood everywhere. All over this historical stage. All over this historical stage on the very first time that they're ever doing a local show. Yeah. And we were all just like, oh, man. Well, the fucking Elvis impersonator never showed up. Yeah. The midget never showed yeah. up. Really, it just ended up being Damus fucking spitting blood all over the place, ruining the floor on this on this thing. Yeah. Two strippers that were not in the best shape to be doing stripping. Yeah. Falling all over the place on the side of the With stage. With, like, kids in the audience. Yeah, getting their fucking, getting their pussies uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> like, in front of, like... Ten-year-old, and the opening act, which was like the fucking cherry on top, was a solo act, and it was like a 
50-something-year-old dude who traveled the country on a fucking Love. motorcycle. Goldwing. On, like, a Goldwing. And his his whole act was that he had these two, like... Almost, theremins. They were electric theremins. And he called himself the Subliminator. The Subliminator. And his bro. whole show was basically him doing these, like... Like sci-fi sounds. Sci-fi sounds go with a fucking... Microphone. I am the... <laughs> I am the... Subliminator. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, dude. <laughs> this show was the biggest failure of all time. I believe that that was the last show we played with you. I think that actually that was that was <laughs> that when was you're like, like, "Fuck this, dude." Yeah, that was that was kind of the when we turned the corner. And they were like, "Yeah, that's the end of it." <laughs> uh, we talked about. I had Chris Olson on the last episode, uh-huh. and we talked about Dozier Street. Do you have any uh, memories of Dozier Street? Oh, Did yeah, you come I mean, hang out Dozier Street? A yeah, I hung out uh, a few times at Dozier Street. What's the wildest been? thing you saw happen at Dozier Street? <sighs> The wildest thing, you know, the the times that I were there, it wasn't like super wild. I mm. mean, there were definitely you know some debauched shit going on, man. Folks getting fucked in the back room, and, yeah. Um, you know, uh, lots of motherfuckers that were drunk. I was oh, drunk yeah. and shit. I remember what we did one specific night was we were all uh, basically taking coffee pots and filling uh-huh. them up with ice house. And then seeing who could drink the the coffee pot full of Ice House the quickest. <laughs> and, well, I mean, we got fucking blasted, yeah, bro. Dude. We got destroyed, man. How many people do we have living in that bitch? I don't know. Fifteen? And, uh, dude, it yeah. was, like, smaller than that, that house I'm in now. Yeah, it was not a big place. It's like and, a two-bedroom, dude. Oh, have... dude, and it smells so fucking oh, bad yeah. in there, dude. Just cigarettes and old booze and fucking booty rotten, hole, booty hole and rotten food and stank foot and fucking <laughs> asshole, dude. It was just terrible, man. Dude, we we have shows like three in the morning on a Monday mm-hmm. night, dude. And I remember the they there was some Hispanic guys that like because they they like lived. They would come and party yeah, and with they us would come for and our party. entertainment. Yeah, for your entertainment. Yeah, because they, they would, would get always drunk bring as fuck. Dude. They would always bring a shitload of beer yes. too. Yeah. Yeah, they were cool, dude. Yeah, they were cool. And we had the one crackhead down the road that come mm-hmm. out there and smoke crack, and uh, she was funny as hell. She ended up taking one of the dogs because you know when they came and raided us, we had Leonard and Skinner in the background, yeah. in the backyard, and Skinner had died from Parvo like the that night. Because uh-huh. I remember them bringing all these like weapons out, medieval weapons that Chris collected, and they're like, and I was just thinking like, what the fuck is he evidence bags and. Uh, and I didn't. I thought I was going to jail for a long time. You know. Well, did you guys talk about why they came? Yeah, because of the flyer. We the flyer, yeah. Yeah, thrill of a gunfight. How fucking lame is that? They dude? thought like, that we were advertising we're going to get out there and have a gunfight. Yeah, that was dude, just that's, the band just so, that's so stupid, man. I when know. you think about it, like... But, man, it was a wild time, dude. There was some wild shit. Uh, did you ever hear about Mark uh, Mark King? About We were talking about uh, bullet hole stickers in the back of cars, how lame they were. So he just decided he put some real ones in there. Yeah. I remember that. I remember Mark, in the Mark King was a little bit of a, he was a little bit of a fixture over there for a while. Dude, Mark King doing some be wild, fucking wild, bro. Yeah, I, know. I remember we go to the bar at like a crowded ass bar, all frat dudes mm-hmm. and military guys. Mark would disappear and come out. Nothing but a leather jacket and his boots and it's just dick swinging. Dick swinging. I saw that happen at least twice. And then he'd go up and take people's beers and mm-hmm. fucking get in fights. Like, and now he's like all domesticated. Super domesticated. Had all of his teeth redone. Mm-hmm. Looks like a total different dude. I remember I, uh, when we were all working at uh, Bill Hurd uh-huh. and we ended up all getting fired the same day. I remember I broke Mark King's foot that night by fucking flipping a table over because I got mad about something. Uh-huh. And I got, you know, I just fucking lost my shit. I ended up kicking, I don't know, I ended up breaking some shit I shouldn't have broken uh-huh. aside from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I flipped that over and I remember it landed on Mark King's foot and broke his foot. And I tried to like get him some fucking pain meds because, of course, none of us had any kind of insurance or yeah. anything like that. And he's just like, no, nah, man, I think I'm going to be good, man. So he was like limping around for a little while. Uh-huh. I always felt bad about that. Damn, but. dude. That's some wild times, bro. Always, dude. What about uh, some of the wilder times in uh, 213? Like, what was the wildest experience in 213? Well, obviously the wildest experience that I can remember was the fucking big barroom brawl we all got into down in Florida somewhere. I don't even remember where the fuck that was. Dude, somewhere Crestie, outside of Florida at DJ's Crestie. basement. I would love to hear you, the, what it looked like to you. To hear your <sighs> recollection of it. Just how my, it started. Okay. Alright. So if if you wanna if you want like my bird's eye view, because uh-huh. I was I was in it, but I wasn't in it as as deep as y'all were in yeah, it. Yeah. My my take on it was we were playing 
I can't remember what song we were playing, but Alan, you know, he was a fucking aggressive front man. He would get up on stage and, uh, I, we, we weren't playing on the stage. We were playing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So he found a stage. He made a fucking stage out of the, out of the tables up in the front. He got up there yeah. and he started singing and we were in a podunk fucking town. At a biker bar. At a biker bar. And, you know, people like that, they're going to see that not so much as entertainment. They see that as, like, disrespect. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that wasn't what Alan was trying to do. He wasn't trying to disrespect these dudes. He was trying to fucking put on a show. And uh, so they asked him to get down. And I think he got caught up in the moment a little bit and, you know, got, like, aggressive with it. Like, kicked some beer bottles or some shit off the table or something like that. And uh, he got down and these... I only really remember one guy like kind of stepping up to Alan, but the but there other was ones a were in the background. There was like two or three, like, and these were all big dudes. Man. Yeah, the they, big biker guys. Yeah, big biker guys, and um, eight foot tall, three hundred ninety five pounds. Yeah, dude, just fucking like professional wrestlers, <laughs> professional, man. MMA really, fighters, dude. They were fucking <laughs> professional wrestling MMA giants, man. They, Military trained assassins. They were. <laughs> Really, what they were is they were just kind of chubby biker dudes. Yeah, you know? they were <laughs> bearded biker dudes. Yeah, bearded biker dudes. And uh, one of them was like, "I ain't about to have this kind of shit going down in my bar, my neck of the woods." You know, that was kind of his his stature that he was taking. Yeah, like yeah. Well, as he was approaching Alan, Alan didn't waste no fucking time, dude. Alan saw this dude walking up towards him. I mean, this guy hadn't done anything at this point. He didn't. I don't remember him like making any sort of like physical mine's uh, different than yours so yeah. i didn't say, the no, guy told me yeah. to get down at the table uh-huh. and then he said that's what i thought to to alan okay uh, and then alan yeah. was like fuck you motherfucker or something like that and then he turned and started walking towards him and before he could get in arms re- like alan struck yeah first oh yeah, alan definitely fucking i remember he reached fucking low, way dude. way <laughs> low dude and just straight fucking from the ground dude. from the ground dude fucking just demolished this dude's face, him. man. That fucking shit just blew up in blood. And <laughs> dude, teeth, I've never man. seen anything like that, bro. Yeah, it was wild. I was, even I was standing back. And then I think at that point, I tried to calm the crowd. I took the microphone. And I think at that point, or what do you remember? Go ahead. Uh, no, dog. <laughs> you know, dog. I remember what happened. You took your fucking, uh, you took your guitar off and, and and started acting like it was a baseball bat, and you started charging towards the dude. <laughs> That's what you did. Now I don't think you swung the guitar as a baseball bat. I think you like threw, like thought better, like oh shit, I kill a motherfucker if I hit him in the head with a yeah. with a guitar. You put your guitar down. And then that's when the melee just fucking started. It started straight from there. And I remember me and Zach were still playing. <laughs> me and Zach were still playing. And, like, you know, is that classic shit where the band is, like, continuing to move on in the song. And it just kind of goes, like, do get, do get, do get, do get, do get, And it just fucking stops. And then that's when the shit just fucking exploded, popped man. Off. It popped the fuck off, man. And all these big biker guys that were waiting in the wings kind of came out, and uh, it shit. was game on. It was game on, man. And it uh, was hit a biker in the face. It was hit a biker in the face. <laughs> I remember you went after some dude, and I put down my base, and I was, I was in this situation that I didn't really even see happening. Yeah, like, yeah. and then I was like, oh fuck, I gotta try to make sure that you guys don't do anything crazy. Yeah, yeah. that was my. That was. My, and Alan was over there. He had a dude in a fucking, like they were down, like Alan was down on his knees. This dude was sitting on his ass and Alan was behind him fucking choking him out. And this dude was sleeping. He was snoring and Alan was not letting go. And I had to go over there and like pry Alan off of this dude so oh. that Alan didn't kill the fucking guy. And at that point in time, I got Alan, uh, I got this dude free of Alan and I turned around and that was when Nick fucking who had been walking on a cane because he hurt himself at a Doobie Brothers concert. Yeah. Fucking pulled a goddamn cane out and started wailing on some dude like it was a fucking, like it was a golf club or some shit. That was the moment where I kind of got scared because I was fighting at that point. Mm -hmm. I remember looking over and I just remember him doing this golf swing up the guy's chin and blood just going like that. And then the end, I didn't know it was a cane sword. The thing (laughs) just flew through the air and he was just sitting there holding a sword. Uh And in my mind, it's like, he's about to stab somebody. Yeah, dude. Because we were all like fucking amped at that point. It got, it got really wild from there. Um, So I like turn around and Zach is kind of on in the background. And Zach, like as this shit was going, I mean, cause 
it seems in your mind like this shit was going on for like a long time, but really it was just like maybe a minute. It was, it was probably two minutes. Yeah, a minute, two minutes. It was a like violent that. two minutes. Yeah, so it, was a, it was a fast, like, explosive, violent two minutes. And um, basically, Zach starts breaking down his drums, like, as people are fucking clearing out. Motherfuckers mm. are getting pulled off of other people. Like, it starts settling down. Yeah, yeah. So, Zach starts, you know, and everybody's like, let's get our shit and get the fuck out of here. You know, everybody starts trying to pack up their gear and stuff. And... I mean, I want to say that you were still worried about trying to get the money for the gig. I, I did. I got yeah. on a microphone at yeah. one point. I was like, look, dude, we were just trying to play a show. Yeah. We just want to get paid, and we'll fucking pack up get the fuck out. Yeah. And then the guy was like, yeah, I'm going to pay you, but you're going to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> After all of his friends were like out. They were yeah. on the floor out cold. Um, so from there, I mean, obviously the cops are coming. Uh, we get Me and Zach kind of take on the role of getting everything like huddled into the van as quickly yeah. as we could. Because there was still, like... Shit going on. Shit going on. Like, people yelling, little tiny fights erupting here and there. Um, And that's when Dungeon Master, who is just, like, waiting in the wings to do something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know where he came from. We needed but, a ride to the hotel. Me and Alan had to get out of there because I was on probation yeah. and Alan had like a, maybe a possible warrant. Yeah. So we're like, we got to get the fuck out because we know the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we got into his camper shell for sitting in the back of the truck and we go to pull off and I remember uh, hearing, Whoop. Yep. <laughs> and then I didn't see it from there. What did you see? Well, me and Zach were sitting like in the van facing... We were both in the front seat and we were talking. We were just like, man, this shit's ridiculous right here, dude. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, Zag being super serious, he's like, I just don't know how I feel about this, man. You know, this is just, <laughs> this is just a, this is a, a, a this is too much, man. This is just too much, man. This is a, this is an unsavory situation to find yourself in. <laughs> you know, and uh, so we were, we were waiting on this to like calm down for you guys to come out of the van so we can get the fuck out of Dodge. But you guys hid in the back of Dungeon Master's pickup truck mm. and a cop and this happened like right in front of us a cop had got out and he was walking around the side to like check and see what the fuck was going on mm. for some reason vince like slammed on the fucking gas and like ended up hitting the cop yeah hit the cop with his truck we and, heard it in the back and we were yeah. like oh fuck it just took another turn <laughs> Dude, he, he hit the cop with the truck the cop immediately fucking pulls his sidearm and He's like pointing it at the fucking at Vince, obviously. Like, get the fuck out. You just yeah. hit me with the thing, you know? And Vince gets out, and Vince is like, This is America. Do I not have the freedom to do what I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After he just said a cop. Yeah, after he and just the cop's said, trying to be cool. The cop was being How he didn't get I fucking know, arrested, dude. I don't know, dude. If that shit happened in 2020, dude. In Columbus, dude, dude he would have went straight to jail for a long dude, time. Dude, he probably would have been fucking dead on the side yeah. of the road, man. I mean, like, because that... I That's mean, he, grounds to shoot somebody. Yeah, dude, he fucking ran over a cop. The cop was fucking legitimately super cool about that situation. Yeah. I think almost all of the cops there were like pretty cool about it because I don't really remember anybody getting arrested. Yeah, I don't, maybe Nick. No, none of us got arrested. They Nick, took statements Nick, from everybody. Nick had some trouble later on down the road because of that sword, though. Right? Yes. Yeah, I think he did, but I don't think it led to arrest. Yeah. I think it all got uh, thrown out. Yeah. So I yeah, something pretty much that. something like that happened. I've always wondered just y'all's perspective on the whole thing because we <laughs> so, were just, and what's funny that was like the first time we ever got a hotel as a band. It was, and then me and Alan didn't even get to enjoy it because nope. we had to go to the hospital. So y'all got to sleep in the bed. So we got back right in time for the continental breakfast uh-huh. and like. Threw down, dude. What a yeah. crazy weekend. Yeah, you came back at like 7.30 in the morning or something I had, like that. I had a cast on because yep. I broke my hand. And Alan was all bandaged up. I mean, his hand was, was fucked, fucked from, from where he hit that dude's teeth. It dude, just I got to post that picture. Yeah. He just so ripped his shit that. wide open. Yeah, straight to the bone, dude. Yeah. There's a YouTube video out there of me and Alan in the hospital. It's real bad quality. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there filming his hand. You see the bone moving, like a little blood squirting out. I remember that. Dude. It wouldn't didn't uh didn't you guys go to one hospital and then all the people that you dude. Would, yeah. we drove thirty minutes to the hospital and yeah. there was a bunch of bikes outside uh-huh. and me and Alan said, dude, wouldn't that be fucked up if we went in and it was those guys? We go in the door the doors open and they're sitting there at the intake. One that one dude that Alan was well known looked like fucking uh the dude from the Goonies, bro. His face was all <laughs> fucked up. And they looked at us, and we looked at them, and you could tell there was that both look from mm-hmm. both sides. Like, nah, man. So we just yeah. dipped, turned, and went. Yeah. 
And, yeah, that was probably a smart move. Yeah. yeah. And rode down the road and uh, got a lady that was, like, training to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And she, she like, uh, done Alan's hand to, like, kill all the pain. Mm-hmm. She started sewing him up. And then out of nowhere, he, like, fucking threw his fist back and was like, bitch! <laughs> she, she's like, you feel that? He's like, fuck yeah, I feel that. Uh-huh. And uh, and she also reset my hand, and I've always had problems with my hand, like gripping things now ever since then. So she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. But that's just one of the many stories we're going to tell. I'm going to wrap up this one. This is one of the longest segments I've done, and we're going to get right into the second one. Got my homie Derek signing off. You want to say anything, Derek? I just look forward to more tales of, of, debauchery. of, of debauchery and, and mystery and, and being kicked and out of bands all kinds of and shit secret like meetings to plot against me. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, dude. I'll see you on the next one. Dugan. All right. We're back again. The Chad show, the raddest show on the planet. And I'm here once again with my buddy, Derek, longtime friend, top 10, baby. Top 10, dog. World, <laughs> world renowned. <laughs> we got to explain that the whole top ten thing. Um, I was uh, so it was we were at my wedding. Mm-hmm. We had a badass wedding, dude. It was at Camp Crystal Lake where they filmed Friday Thirteen Six. It was an awesome wedding. It was at Hard Labor Creek Park. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but we all the cabins that are in the movie where the kill scenes happen, they're still there. Mm-hmm. So all my friends got to stay in there. Um, I was drunk and like, I was trying to do something that was to be like sentimental and like, just to tell you guys how much I care about you. Yeah. It was me and Zach. We were all, we were all standing yeah. on the side of the building and it was kind of like a sentimental moment. Uh, this was after the reception. Yeah. I remember Zach got real emotional at the reception. It yeah. was a fucking sweet, like yeah. nice thing, man. The whole, yeah. the whole thing it was awesome. It was great. But we were getting drunk out on the side, you know, just partying it up, celebrating and shit. Mm. And you were out there and you were like, man, I want to tell you something, man. You guys, man, you guys are like some of my best friends, man. Like, at least top ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I only got like eight friends. <laughs> uh, me and Zach looked at each other and we were like, damn, dude, we ain't but top ten, dude. Uh-huh. We might be eight or nine. Dude, I was I was a little too, man. Like at that point, you met me at a point where I had let a lot of things go to my head, dude. My head was so fucking swole, bro. I didn't, like meet, I, I didn't meet you at that point, dude. I'd known you for fifteen yeah. years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, but like I had I had turned into somebody else at that point. I, you were like fucking, I was, you were you were getting successful, man. I mean, we all yeah. I mean, like we saw it, we understood yeah. it, though. You know what I mean? You were fucking moving into like. A place that none of us ever thought that any of us would ever yeah. go, you know? I think I, mean, I remember me, and I feel like such a douche <laughs> now looking back, dude. But I think I was sitting there trying to coach y'all on y'all shit. <laughs> like, to tell y'all how to be successful. Like, it was just like an easily obtainable thing. I, I, I believe that did happen, man. We were just like... I mean, we were probably busting your balls a little bit about yeah. it in that, like, kind of sly way. Because you were definitely fucked up. Like, yeah. We were all fucked yeah. up, you know, but... Man, I mean, we never took it like as like a serious thing, you know. We just we dude, laughed that, it off, man. It was a great night, dude. That was a, that was a fucking fantastic way. I wish I could have enjoyed it more. We, me and Chelsea worked our ass off, mm-hmm. so we didn't get to enjoy it like we. I wish we would have had another day there to hang out with everybody. Yeah, that'd have been awesome. We had uh, music lights. Mike Busey officiated it. I had Struggle Jennings come. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all my friends were there. It was just a great night. Yeah, it was. People got fucking tore up from the floor up, dude. Yeah. Skinny dipping out in the fucking lake where they filmed one of the scenes. Um, did you get, did you see Pepper? Pepper running around butt naked? Oh, yeah, no, shit? I saw, well, shit, it, that wasn't long after the wedding, dude. He had already started getting oh, yeah. fucked up and got his dick yeah. out, dude. Yeah. I remember Annie was pissed, bro. <laughs> his girls are falling around. But uh, one story I thought about, and to me, it's a very funny one. And hopefully I can retell it. And I'd like to hear your side of it too. Was the time it was like back in the day? It was before Facebook. We had MySpace, mm-hmm. and uh, I had met this chick on MySpace. Oh shit! I know where this is going. <laughs> I had met this chick on MySpace. She had sent me some pictures, and she looked cute. Uh-huh. You know, so we're gonna meet up. And at the time, I had like the venue above Falcons. Yeah. So like that was me like showing like hey I'm a businessman yeah you know, I've got a venue and it was like a shithole bro yeah but it was on top of a really cool place yeah yeah, so it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, I've always faked it yeah. till I make the baby so it was so it did look like you were yeah. part of that whole thing like you had to walk through this fucking kind of like old, nice area old school nice fucking like 
tattoo parlor and shit, and then go up into this like. And it starts getting creepier the <laughs> higher up the stairs you go. Bro, and them stairs, dude, trying to lug like fucking gear up uh-huh. the stairs. That shit was. They were fucking, straight up and down, bro. Dude, it was. It was like. I don't even know what the pitch was, dude, yeah. but it was, it was nine on 10 or some shit like that. Yeah, dude. and it was not yeah. safe, dude. The nah. ceiling, it didn't feel like you could, when people jump up and down, you'd feel the like the building kind of shake. Oh, yeah. But uh, so we went there and we made a time to meet. And me and you, I think, were standing out on Broadway in downtown Columbus. Mm-hmm. And while I was waiting on this girl, and it had already been 10 minutes past the meet time. So at this point, I'm thinking she ain't coming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, I see this big old girl get out, and she starts waddling Dude. from a distance. And Derek's like, that'd be funny if that was her. <laughs> and then she got, like, about 20 feet away. And it was like, you could see how excited that my pictures were actually the right ones. Uh-huh. She was like, Chad! <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck do I do? So I think I took her for, like, a quick tour through the place. Is that what happened? Uh, I remember, what I remember is we were standing down there, and... I don't really know why I was there with you on your, on your. I think I was kind. It was my first time doing that. I think you had had an experience shortly before that. I did did have, and it went bad. I did have a similar thing that happened uh, at the Waffle House. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Tell about that real quick. Oh well, I mean, it was just I was up uh, with a friend of mine, and we were basically like. It, this wasn't even MySpace. This was like fucking AOL chat yeah. or something like that. Yeah. We were like in a chat room and we were talking to some girl and it was some girl and her friend. I remember one of them was named Skittles um, and that's what she wanted to be known as. And uh-huh. we were like, shit. And it was like late. It was like five in the morning or something yeah. like that. We so were you like, know what was about to get yeah, yeah. So we were like, shit. We're the like, old yeah. pump and dump. It was like, well, you want to beat up? And she's like, yeah, we can beat up. Me and Skittles, we'd be down at the Waffle House in just a little while if you want to meet up down uh-huh. there. So we uh, we drive up to the... Because that's how it sounds on Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's how they sounded in person. Oh, okay. uh, so we got to the Waffle House and we ordered a couple cups of coffee. And we were just sitting there waiting on them, dude. And fucking, it was like goddamn troll music just started. It was like, as the doors opened, dude. This was like the fucking family size bag of Skittles right here, dude. She kept fucking rolling up into that motherfucker. Literally. And her friend was even bigger, dude. It was like Earthquake and Typhoon from the fucking WWF, dude. That's what it looked like, man. And they tried to both fit in the stall. like Because me and Matt were both sitting on one side uh-huh. and uh they both tried to like sit on the other side of the waffle house table uh-huh. and like only one of them could fit in so the other one had to grab a chair and sit on the on the end and uh yeah bro we drank that coffee real quick we were like you know what i think it's you know it's kind of late we're gonna have to get up out of here damn it's 5 30 in the morning i gotta I go can't, i can't believe how late it is i didn't even realize so whenever we met that girl down there, I knew instantly that, no. You know, before yeah, she yeah. even got there, I was like, hell no. Yeah, she was not. Like, I remember you showed me a picture of her. And I remember she was kind of cute in the picture. Yeah. But it was just a face picture. Yeah. And. This is before people had the angle thing down, too. Yeah. So pictures were usually pretty. Pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 You could. like No, would... she had took training. Dude. She was ahead of her time, bro. <laughs> she had that perfect angle. Yeah, dude. bro. She was like a fucking Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she she painted a picture for you that was not fucking real, no. dude. So I remember giving her like a quick tour and then getting down there and being like, "Well, it's nice meeting you." Uh, me and my buddy, I don't know why I said no, it. no, no, no. Yeah, we were like, yeah, you so you told her you said, uh, uh, so what you want to do? You want to go get something to eat? Oh yeah, being yeah. the nice guy, probably. yeah, being the nice guy. You were like, so what you want to do? You want to go get something to eat? That's kind of she, fucked up, ain't it? The yeah, big girl, no, no, <laughs> you look no. hungry, bitch. <laughs> And uh, and and she was like, "Well, yeah, I want to go get something to eat." Yeah. And uh, I we, mean, it ain't like we, we started walking to the car, and like, dude, I don't know what to do. I don't want to. I don't want to go with. It. I don't want to go with it. No, and Derek's like, "Are you sure you don't want to go with?" It? I was like, "Dude, I'm sure." <laughs> Derek peeled out right in front of her. We bro. got in the fucking. We got in the truck, dude. And I remember you looked at me. You were like, "No, don't." <laughs> And we fucking hightailed it, dude, straight on down. And, and she I'm, hit me up, bro. She did hit She went up, to the man. restaurant. She's like, I'm at Moe's. Where are yep. you? I was right when Moe's had just opened. Uh-huh. Yep, we were going to Moe's. 
Yeah, that makes it Damn. sound like real fucking dickheads. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> but, I was back then. I was, hey, but I was you know scumbag. what? I mean, we were fucking young, dude. And yeah. like, you know, that just, it, it's shitty when somebody tells you one thing and then you find out something. Yeah, that was fucked different. up of her, though. Yeah, yeah. Because she sent me, mul- there were multiple pictures. Yeah. And that had to be like years ago. Yeah. That was like straight out of high school. I mean, this how was. she was at that point. Yeah, dude. I mean, this was fucking 2003, 2004. Yeah. You know, I mean, like a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. I was still a little baby. Yeah, dude, we was all a little tiny baby. baby. A little teeny tiny baby. One thing I thought about too is because me and Derek have been friends for a long time, like really close friends, and we top ten friends at least. Top ten <laughs> friends, baby. But we spent a lot of time together, mm-hmm. and because of that, I'm someone who's always been like really creative and always thinking of the next big thing. I was thinking, how many bad business ideas have I had, and do you can you remember some? Well, I you know we we both have always been like on the outside of this shit like always trying to have our own businesses and mm-hmm. stuff like never really wanted to work for anybody True if that. we could avoid it you True know that. um so when you get two fucking brilliant minds like that together yes. dude sometimes magic happens mm-hmm. most of the time magic doesn't fucking Not happen <laughs> that's what happened on multiple occasions yes we um, had the we were going to invest in a record store uh, shit, we were. I mean, we we moved in. We signed the contract on everything. We were getting in on the ground floor of the old Cornhead of old Cornhead. His dude. name was Cornelius. We called him Cornhead. Yeah. This, this dude spoke with like the worst lisp anybody ever Can you had. Do, do it one time. He was like, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like Mike Tyson times ten, dude. He's like, see what we're gonna do here is that we're gonna get out and we're gonna we're gonna build this building. It's gonna be a hub for all of the artistic types of all. Of all stripes and colors to come in and enjoy themselves, and, and he was a big ass dude. He was a, the he voice was, didn't yeah. go with the dude. No, not at all. And he, uh, <laughs> I mean, this shit was. We should have known it was fucking bunk, dude. Like three months into it, we're sitting there buying like inventory for the store yeah. that we're gonna have, and like no progress is getting made. No. And like every day is something new. I'm telling you, man, we're just about to break ground on this new project that we're about to start. And it should never. And he already took our money. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And then he just straight dipped. He fucking dipped the fuck up out, dude. And I think I want to say me and you ended up throwing a show there to make try to make some of our money back or something. Well, there was. I mean, uh, that place had already been opened as Gallery Thirteen prior to that. Yeah. And I mean, nothing was going on in like a big portion of the building, so I was like, "Fuck it, let's let's throw some shows there." I mean, there were some fun shows there, but I got to say that stage was fucking perilous, dude. That shit was like 12 foot off the ground. Oh, yeah, that? dude. It was insane, <laughs> dude. And there would only be 20 kids at the show, yeah. so it just looked, it looked, it made you feel like rock star douchey yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it was kind of, it made you feel foolish because yeah. you were like so high up above everybody yeah. else. But it wasn't like you were looking out on a sea of people, dude. Yeah. You were just looking at like a few kids down in the front. <laughs> so there's failed business one. Failed business one. Failed business two idea. Remember when me and you decided we were going to start something for soldiers? Where they could meet up with singles, and then we realized. Then we, <laughs> <laughs> then we realized it's a fucking escort service. That we were just gonna be pimps. That was exactly what. <laughs> that was the conclusion we came to. Uh, that, that was, was failed. A, that was an idea that got like three days into its inception before yep. we like really realized that all we were doing was just gonna be like. Dude. Pimping out fucking prostitutes to soldiers. Yeah. You know, one idea we had wasn't being done by then and we were ahead of our time. It just wasn't the right city. You remember when we thought about the idea of people getting drunk and you could drive up in a scooter, mm-hmm. uh, one of those compactable, closable scooters, yep. keep it in a downtown, then you drive them home in their car and then get on the scooter and, or have someone pick you up. Yeah. And we never followed through on that. And do you go to cities now and they do exactly that. Well, what we never, we had the idea to do that shit, but it was all based off of phone calls, like a taxi service. Yes. Uh, so there was no real like way food to, delivery. Yeah. That's one thing we're going to do. Those, those, those things only work now so well because of the app based system. Yeah. And that was some shit that we had no fucking idea. Yeah. That about. wasn't yeah. even a thing back it, then. Exactly. It wasn't even a thing. But we were going to take but, food cause we're like, dude, mm-hmm. how awesome would be to be drunk in a hotel and you could get McDonald's delivered to you. Cause that was just not a thinkable, plausible thing at that time. It wasn't. Know? Yeah. No, I mean, we definitely thought about that shit, but like. 
the way we were trying to do it, there wouldn't have been no way to like account for everything. Yeah, sustain you know? it. We wouldn't to get the word out that you even have that service. Exactly. You know? Plus, you'd have to like put up all the money up front to buy the food and mm. shit, and then like at that time, you know, you couldn't just order it online and then have somebody come and pick it up yeah. as a service. Yeah, it would have had to been like you front the money. Yeah, but then you'd have those kids calling and praying, <laughs> yeah, and you'd dude. get in a hotel room with eight gallons of milk <laughs> and three cartons of cigarettes. I'm like, we didn't order nothing. Exactly, dude. <laughs> it's so, like, damn, failed business yeah. number two. Failed. Well, that was. Three. Business number three. So, what the paint company? Oh, Zion Painting Company. Zion Paint with, yeah. with my dad. <laughs> and I remember we drove down there and we invested all this money into uh-huh. it. It was mainly your money. Yeah, I was I was putting up the money. At the I time. was going to do yeah. the hard work. Mm-hmm. You were going to invest into it. My dad was going to already had the the clientele, so it was going to be a nice thing. So. We, I remember us going down there, and my dad's business plan was to just basically rob from us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he set, he set it up, man. The way he was talking, he was like, "Now let me tell you guys something. I want I want to take you all to breakfast at the Burger King, and like I'm only gonna buy you one biscuit, but like <laughs> just one biscuit. You know, you don't need to get a couple of them or anything." <laughs> I remember that specifically. I was no, like, <laughs> I, yeah, but he also said that. Because we were talking about how the money would be split. It was going to uh-huh. be like a fair split for all of us. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And my dad was like, well, what about if I just bid higher on the house? And uh, it's like something take like, the extra, yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah. take the extra and then yeah. y'all get the rest. No, what what his plan was to, because we were trying to do work out of like Columbus and Phoenix City and yeah. try to have him be like the, the arm of Zion Paint and Company in Dothan. And we were going to like, you know, if we didn't have any work in Phoenix City or Columbus, then we'd drive up to Dothan and we'd do work there. Well, his plan was like, well, now what if I, what if I bid on a job and then I just kind of stretch it out and get paid by the hour? (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to figure out a way to like, where we didn't make no money. Exactly. That was, that was like entirely with that whole conversation. And we had just went and you had just spent like several hundred dollars on the licenses. Yeah, the licenses. I got the, uh, I I bought like everybody like brand new painting suits, like all white. Dude, we showed up, we showed up like looking like fucking milkmen. (laughs) (laughs) And like had a a couple of spray rigs. Uh And like we were, we were like had a van. We were like decked out ready to do it. But that that shit took the window out of ourselves like super quick. (laughs) And Derek, if, if you know Derek, Derek is fucking scared to death of fucking heights, bro. I can't do it, bro. Um, we got. I remember us being in a bucket truck, bro. And I, because I, I didn't dude. give a fuck. I'm the guy who get on the outside and hang over and cut limbs off. Back then, now mm-hmm. I wouldn't. After I had a ladder fall on my foot, yeah. my whole per- perception of all that has changed. But I remember you being in there, dude. You were so terrified, bro. Oh, because I had it fully extended and was moving it on the ground like on a slanted hill. Uh-huh. All the shit you're not supposed to do. Dude, I was fucking, I was shaking, dude. I was so scared. Dude, my feet were fucking like curling up, dude. <laughs> I, I was, I, dude, I was about to have a fucking heart attack up in that fucking uh, You're like in a fetal position dude, on I, the ground. I, did not, I do not like that shit at all. Also, I was up on the side of a fucking 40-foot ladder with you. Yeah. Like trying to help you out and like hand you shit while yeah. you were painting. And like I was sitting there just like holding on to the fucking thing, shaking, and dude, it was not good. That often makes you fall, uh, dude. I'm not, I ain't cut out for the fucking painting game, dude. Yeah, I ain't either, man. Fuck all that shit, dude. So that's another failed business we had. I know we've had a lot of ideas. I remember, remember the place you had the idea of tip for tat, tip for tat. Yeah, it was basically yeah, like uh, that shit wasn't flying twenty twenty. Not at all. It was man. basically. You come in there and show your titties and get a free tattoo. But but you had to like it, it was but I think it was a strip it was a strip club also. Like it was a strip club slash tattoo parlor yeah. where you could like legally show your tits if you wanted to. Uh-huh. And then you would get a discount on a tattoo. Yeah, and we would only be tattooing girls, so we'd be yeah. making no money, dude. Yeah, exactly. Failed. It was a fucking failed idea, dude. <laughs> But then we have, like, I've always had crazy ideas, and you've always, I've always called you and Zach, who we talked about the previous episode. Oh, dream Destroyer team. The Dream dis- Destroyer, because any idea I came out with, y'all give me a hundred reasons why not to do it. Yeah. You know? I think most of the time we were right. Yeah, most of the time we were right. <laughs> um, but there was a few, man, I think, uh, that, that could have done something real big, dude. Do you remember when I had that one thing I was going to make? It was I was going to call it Guard Dog, and it was a device that went inside of a... Uh, like for instruments mm-hmm. it was a way to lock up your instrument to where nobody could play it and then if somebody stole it they would have to damage the the thing and make it virtually worthless yeah um and i actually went down and met with an investor and he was down if we could get this machinist on board 
We went and met with the machinist. He drew out a diagram, said, yes, this is a great idea. He had worked for Sony. Mm-hmm. And then, like, his mom died, and all of it went to shit. Yeah. Never became anything. They still hadn't made anything. They Now, they did finally make the... Because my other idea, because I was working concerts, was to make a GPS tracking device for all the pieces. So when you get it at the end of the night, you could pull up, like, a, a screen and see that everything's in the truck and that, like, you didn't leave a mixer or, you know, whatever. Yeah, they've got, like, RFID yeah. systems for that yeah. now. I mean, it's, yeah, that, that's... They're already doing it. Yeah. But that's another one. It's just I didn't have... It was, you know not right time and I didn't have the right people <laughs> you remember when we were like there was like a little period of time where we weren't doing too much work and um, we were trying to like come up with inventions yes. and we were like and this was kind of before the internet like uh-huh. was a huge thing and we were like dude what about swimming trunks with pockets <laughs> <laughs> dude that's still a badass idea it's I mean it's done you has can, it been yeah, done oh yeah yeah definitely so the yeah. idea was is I, I'll yeah. go swimming at the beach I like to swim mm-hmm. and you get all your shit wet your cell phone so my idea was like kind of like a zap ziplock ziplock a ziplock bag system, you know, mm-hmm. like that you zip it and then you could swim with all your shit in your pockets. Yeah, it's waterproof. Yeah, I mean it was a great idea, but it had already been done. Yeah, yeah. So damn, dude, you just can't think of shit. No, nah, everybody's hard, already dude. done it, bro. It's hard, man. So dude, we're right at a twenty minute, dude. We're gonna have to probably do a couple more of these at a later date. Man, we got a million fucking stories. That's I know, bro. Thing. We got a lot of stories, a lot of good times. Derek's been one of the most solid dudes that I've ever known. He kept me employed for a number of years. Um, he's definitely one of those guys you can trust, loyal, all the good traits you Damn, want. Damn, brother, I friend, appreciate dude. it, man. I appreciate it. Dude. And he's got a fucking beard like none other, dude. Uh, and he's a good actor, which I didn't know about Derek. Derek's like multi-talented, too. He could play, if it's got a string on it. G-string. <laughs> <laughs> if it's two wheels or a dick, he can ride it, man. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's been. I'm. Just, I'm glad our paths cross. Absolutely, dude. And I'm glad. I'm wait. glad you flyered me that day at Books and Million all yeah. those years ago. I know, and I can't wait because I can't wait to help you out and hopefully one day get you hooked up with some people and playing in a band where you can make a great living because you deserve that, oh, dog, shit, brother. I, I appreciate it, man. I'm just. I'm just glad to have a good fucking friend, dude. At the end of the day, that's shit's more important than anything, really. What I'm trying to say, man, is I love you, dog. <laughs> I, love, I love you too, brother. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the Chad Show for this week. See y'all next time. Hugs and kisses. The Duke and... Oh, one more thing, Derek. Where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, you can find me at Shredbeard7. That's S-H-R-E-D-B-E-A-R-D-7. Go give him a like, and he's got a YouTube channel. Is that uh, easy to that find? That is Derek the Red One. Derek the Red One. On YouTube. Hell yeah. So go to his Instagram, follow him, go like his pictures, send him DMs, show him your boobies. Yeah. Later.